0: You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters, leadership in the world is very different from Christian leadership. In the world, someone is considered a good leader so long as he can bring in the numbers for the organizations, so long as he, he can de- answer the needs of the people to give them wealth, prosperity, peace, and happiness. And so a leader in a corporate world or in a political world would just have to ensure that these demands are met. But the world does not bother, especially in many parts of the world, whether the leader is living a personal life that is moral, that is upright. These are not important. What is important, ultimately, is what he can do. In his own private, personal life, that is his business. And even if he uses manipulative methods, aggressive, unscrupulous methods to get things done, it does not matter either. So long as the work is done, objectives are met. But for a Christian leader, It is not enough to produce numbers, conversion rates, and all the activities and programs. A Christian leader is judged also by his moral life, by his personal life, the way he relates with people, the way he deals with people, whether he is compassionate, whether he is kind, whether he is forgiving whether he is inclusive, whether he is a person who is patient, and yet at the same time, he is expected to do well and produce results as well. And this is where a Christian leader requires tremendous graces from God to be the exemplary person that people would require him to be. And precisely, in today's Gospel, we have Jesus condemning the religious leaders for being hypocrites. Already in yesterday's Gospel, Jesus was condemning them for putting weightier matters aside. Instead of and dealing with trivial matters, in today's gospel, Jesus accused them of hypocrisy, looking good outside, but inside are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness and corruption. My dear brothers and sisters, this was the same accusation that St. Paul experienced in his ministry to the Thessalonians. And already in yesterday's reading, we understand the context of that letter because they were accusing him of using flattery as a cover-up to get money or to get special honour from the people of God And that they, their preaching, were trying to be uh, deceiving towards the people. And that was what St. Paul was fighting against and defending himself. Today, in the first reading, we have St. Paul who tried to show himself to be a true leader. But I think it's important for us, even as we read today's scripture readings, especially the gospel, that we need also to be honest and to be sincere and to be courageous in accepting criticisms from others. Because very often, leaders are not perfect. And like In today's Gospel, Jesus is confronting particularly Christian leaders to examine their own kind of life in how we lead the people of God. Otherwise, we will lose credibility and we will lose our integrity in leading the people of God. And so in today's uh, first reading, St. Paul gave us a few points with regards how Christian leaders should act. Uh, Firstly, Christian leaders must be strong in times of suffering. And he said very well, uh, in yesterday's reading, he said, it was God who gave us the courage to proclaim his good news to you in the face of great opposition. A true leader will not succumb to sufferings, to persecutions, but always ever ready to do what is right, to proclaim the truth, even if that makes him unpopular. Because he is not seeking, as St. Paul said, for honour, for acceptance, but simply to proclaim the gospel. And secondly, St. Paul says a good leader must be one who does not make use of the people that he serves. And that is why, to defend himself, that he was not after money, he said, Let me remind you, brothers, how hard we used to work, slaving day and night, so as not be a burden." On any one of you, while we proclaimed God's news to you, we know very well that St. Paul, he was a tent maker. Instead of relying on the people for financial support, he worked to support himself at the same time to proclaim the gospel. He did not make use of the gospel to enrich himself to get money from others. And this is very important because, again, at the back of St. Paul's mind was that he should not be obligated to the people. Even today, there are many cases where even where Catholics, when they give money to the Church, there is always a catch. They want to control the Church. They want to control the leaders so that the leaders will be obligated to them. They treat the church as if the church is also a client of the organization. That's why leaders who are interested in money will never be able to exercise their service freely and unconditionally. St. Paul also reminds us that if, as leaders, what we need to do is also to show our real sincere love for the people that we served. St. Paul told the people, remember how we treated every one of you as a father treats his children, teaching you what was right, encouraging you and appealing to you to live life worthy of God. A leader treats those people under his care as if they were his own children. And that is how St. Paul described yesterday in the first reading. He says, we were unassuming like a mother feeding and looking after her own children. We felt so devoted and protective towards you. And I come to love you so much that we were eager to hand you over. To you, not only the good news, but our whole lives as well. This is a true leader. That is why in the Catholic Church, we call our priest father. For the simple reason, priests particularly, they must remember that the people, they are not just digits. They are not just workers or collaborators. They are not to be made use of, but they are to be loved. And everyone in the church has a place, rich or poor, regardless of who they are, because they are all the children of God. And therefore, the priest who is a spiritual father is called to extend that love for all, a love that is inclusive. And that is why this kind of love is always impartiality. A leader is called to exercise impartiality. And again, that is what St. Paul tells us you are witnesses, and so is God, that our treatment of you, since you became believers, has been impeccably right and fair. Again, you must understand the background of this letter because the Thessalonians were saying that St. Paul had favorites and he was treating different groups of people differently, and this is very true. The moment when a leader exercises um, impartiality or partiality, favoritism, then, of course, we will divide the community. And it's very important for leaders that everyone is treated fairly and impartially. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, today the Lord is inviting us how we can truly exercise our leadership in such a way that when we proclaim the gospel, people will take our word as God's words. And that is why we are told the Thessalonians, Precisely because of St. Paul's life and example, not just his words, they believed what he said. And St. Paul concluded saying, We constantly thank God for you that as soon as you heard the message that we brought you, as God's message, you accepted it for what it really is, God's message, and not some human thinking, and there's still a living power among you who believed it. My dear brothers and sisters, our word can only change people. Our preaching, our teaching can only change people provided they know that our hearts are sincere and that we are true and that we are truly trying to live the gospel life. Otherwise, we can be great teachers, eloquent preachers, all that we say will mean nothing because they don't see us as men and women of God. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.